Soundings Audiobooks present Chapter One The lady from the council was due at two. Ten minutes to go. Shall I see if she's coming? Shona Murray asked from the door of Mrs. Hope's house in Edinburgh's Dean Village. Might as well, answered Mrs. Hope, small and plump, her round brown eyes on the dresser clock. Ten minutes to go. How must the poor bairn be feeling? Look at her now, moving into the street, wearing Kitty's black dress that was too big for her, only eleven years old and facing such change. If only she, Addie Hope, could have taken her in. She'd wanted to, and not just because you got paid if you gave a home to a boarded-out orphan. She'd wanted to do what Emmy asked, and had even sort of said she would at which memory Addie bit her lip. But what could she do? She'd five children of her own, and little enough room as it was in the house in Baxter Row. What could she do but agree with her man, Jock? It just wasn't possible to give the lassie a home. So it was the orphanage for Shona. What a mercy her poor ma would never know. Outside, unaware of the guilt churning up Mrs. Hope's mind, Shona was standing in the sunshine of that afternoon in May 1919. Small, with delicate features, hazel eyes and a plait of auburn hair that could look gold in the sun, she was keeping watch on Baxter Row. Baxter Row was a terrace of little houses designed for the workers of the flour mills in the Dean village, which was, in fact, the surviving village of two, for one had been demolished to make way for a cemetery, such a strange event, you might have thought, but now it was almost forgotten. All that was known was the place that was shown as home, in the valley of the water of Leith, beneath the famous Dean Bridge. And oh, how Thomas Telford's handsome bridge dominated the houses of Baxter Row and all the area. Built to carry the main road north over the water of Leith, it had been a huge engineering success, as solid today as when it was opened in 1832, and of course busier than ever. Only half a mile away was Edinburgh's bustling West End, but down in the village, under the bridge, it was quiet, even peaceful, in spite of the grain mills and bakeries. Here was a place of tradition and character, and well-beloved by its residents, Shona being one of them. Of course, it wasn't much like the sort of village you saw pictured in books and calendars, being much more straggling and separated out, not built to any plan, but just developed as time passed. Though there was a school and a church, the important feature was not a village green, but the water of Leith, Edinburgh's nearest thing to a river. At one point, it was lined with buildings, houses and mills, some of which were very old, with a history that could be traced back to the twelfth century. Elsewhere it ran between grassy banks, where there were trees and shrubs, a delightful place to walk. Shona had learned the history of her village at school, how the ancient incorporation of Baxters, or Bakers, had pretty well run everything in the early days, even though the weaving community had considered themselves important too. But the weavers hadn't lasted as long as the Baxters, baking still being a popular occupation. Why, Shona's own street even bore the Baxter's name. Her own dear street, her home, 
and seeing it in the sunshine, so peaceful, so much hers, she was afraid she might be taking her last look. Did they let orphans go visiting from orphanages? She shivered in the warmth of the sun, realising just how little she knew of where her life was taking her. If they did let her out, she'd come straight back, not to see her old house. She couldn't bear that yet, but to visit all the people she knew who lived in her street, who worked at the mills, like Mr. Hope and her dad, until he'd gone to war and never come back, and Mrs. Hope, who'd been so kind. She'd talked to all the neighbours who'd been kind as well, and their children she went to school with and played.